RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Hello, everyone. Damn, I didn't realize it was six o'clock. So I looked up and I saw the time. I was like, oh shit, it's time for the Tara Buster. It's always time for a Tara Buster where I'm from because I am Tara. So, what are you going to do? Make room for this, the next two hours, guys. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, it's, not, it's not too bad. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And I just popped over to YouTube, and I see that the, ch- the chat room is filling up already before I even started, really. So that's great. Good sign. Good signs of things to come. We, we're getting new supporters. We're getting new... What the hell? I just got an error from YouTube. What the hell? YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain a smooth streaming. As such, viewers are experiencing buffering. I hope that's not true. I hope you're not getting some buffering. Let's play it by ear. I have it on lowest, ultra low latency, and I don't know. Let me see. I got enough RAM here. I don't know. Guys, this is why I ask you to become a patron. Eventually, when we get enough patrons, we'll get we'll have a real show. Somehow, the show will become something that we can not have to worry about all this goddamn streaming and all this other bullshit. I actually have uh, the best streaming plan that I can get. The highest internet, all that shit. And what else? Where is it? I have a lot of RAM in my computer. I have Restream. That's supposed to help. Well, anyway, let me know how it goes. It is what it is. We've had a few experiences where the video is buffering really badly, and but the but you can hear the audio. I know it's annoying, but as, I guess as long as the audio is getting through. Oh, wow. Thank you, Jim, right out of the gate again with the Super Chat. $5 Super Chat right out of the gate. Just, I mean, hello. Thank you. Everybody should be like Jim. If you can. If you can afford it. Otherwise, we I appreciate you here no matter what. Like we say, there are many ways to support the show. Including your participation. Just, just your being here makes it something I want to goddamn do. And and we need. I do believe in the show. It's not just. It's really not about me. Ultimately, ultimately, it is about us transforming the country into the kind of country that makes good on the promises in our founding documents, regardless of the the racist history of this country and the and the founders being a bunch of hypocrites. That but you know they wrote some. Um, incredible promises in those documents that we've yet to fully actualize that we need, you know, the more people, the more we actualize the the promises in those documents, the, the more the right wing freak out. And uh, that's really the problem. They hate democracy, ultimately. They really do. And we make the case here every week. I think that needs to get out 
into the public lexicon or into the zeitgeist, whatever the proper, the lexicon's the, the word and the zeitgeist is the feeling, right? So it needs to get out into, uh, into the public consciousness. And I, I, I get, um, I'm, what do you call it? I am not inspired. It's, I, I get some solace knowing that at least now people are talking about fascism in America. It's getting into the mainstream thinking, but like any monster in a, in a monster movie, it's like that monster movie, you kill the monster and then it rises back up and you think it's dead, but it's coming, it's back. We, we have to put this, these white nationalist assholes down for good. And I mean that, I don't mean like, you know, literally murder them. I'm talking metaphorically. They need to go back in the closet. They need to shut their, their filthy mouths until they, they can be part of society. You know, if you, you, you earn a place in society, you know what I mean? You don't, it's not just given to you. If you, we give people, if somebody breaks the rules of civilization, we take them away. We put them away, right? We, they, they're not fit to be in human company. We strip them of the human moniker. We, we call them monsters. We call them animals. Not, um, I mean, no offense to animals, because animals wouldn't behave like Republicans. They really wouldn't. So... And thank you, Mark. Mark C. with the super chat. I see the super chats. I wish that the super chats would be tweeted. I had hooked up the, my tweet, my Twitter, my real Tara Devlin Twitter account with a, something that when somebody put out a super chat, the tweet would automatically say, thank you for the super chat. But of course, I'm still locked out of Twitter. We're going on four weeks now. Is it three or four? We're going into the fourth week. Um, it's really annoying when you build, you build a community. It's like something happened here. If we built a community here and all of a sudden YouTube just shut it down for no goddamn reason. I, I am locked out. They keep saying that I can verify my email, but the email never comes. And then there's even a list on the, the compl not complaints on the form that you fill out again and again that never got, does anything that says if you are not receiving the verification email of press here. So, but I don't understand if that's a thing, then do something about it Tell, and at least communicate what the situation is. I do believe I was attacked by bots. That's how it got locked to begin with. And then I don't know. I'm not getting any, I don't hear anything. It's kind of annoying. So, yeah, anyway, whatever. What else isn't annoying? It's all annoying. Social media is annoying. Having to keep up with it all. But I don't want to lose all the f followers that the, that I accumulated throughout these these years doing this. So, it would suck. It would like if I all of a sudden couldn't see my, the followers on the YouTube channel. It's it's a loss. All right, so whatever. I don't have a lot of followers, I, but I, enough respectable amount. But you know what I mean. And I also told you that Chuck Schumer follows me on there, so that sucks. I want I want him to follow me because then I can send him messages, which I do. I have done that, send him direct messages. 
but not you know and very um respectfully so he doesn't unblock doesn't block me you know what i mean but i'll say please do not give in to whatever you know whatever it, it may be happening he does, he's never responded to one of them but at least he must see them right so all right yeah so i was thinking about of course we all got together during the week for our for the debate that was fun and also disheartening when I think about the debate more and more. And and what I said came true. The Morning Joe crew, what what did they do the next day? It was a nonstop Pete Buttigieg buffering up. Who won the debate? Of course, it was the moderates. And that's what's really pissing me off. This There's a new frame. And, of course, the other thing I want to talk about tonight is uh, just how much Republicans hate America. And they are the domestic enemies that the founders warned us about. Truthfully, truly, literally and figuratively, because there's actual terrorists in the Republican Party, domestic terrorists. This I just had the goddamn article up. Where is it? Hold on. Matt Shea. Accused of domestic terrorism. He's not re- he's not retiring or, or resigning. Of course not. That's a, f- that's a feature, not a bug in the Republican Party. They don't give a shit. You're a terrorist? You're a Putin puppet? You are a sycophant to a con man? That's, of course, welcome. That's what they call a big tent in the Republican Party. You're a racist, the KKK, the uh, David Duke... The America haters, the the Russians, the Tiki Torch paraders, the the Jews will not replace us crowd. That's what Republicans call a big tent. As long as you are all, you all share the same misogyny, the same racism, the same kiss up, kick down, sickle fancy, and loathing of the democratic process, the dreams, all those. All of those promises in the founding documents, if you, if you loathe those, welcome aboard. You see, they are the hypocrites. They, they, they would never, first of all, just like the Republic, I mean, the uh, founding fathers, they were hypocrites, but they're not really hypocrites in a way because they're, they were blinded to their own hypocrisy. They certainly were. When they wrote all men were created equal, you better believe they meant all men. They never, th- they thought that they were freedom fighters, of course. They weren't, but they weren't egalitarian freedom fighters. Everybody should know their place. The thing that freaks, freaks the Republicans out is that they under, they, they don't like that the, the rest of us aren't buying into the bullshit. As long as we all knew our place, that everything would be utopia, you see. That's how they really believe. We all need our hierarchies to make sense of the crazy complex world. And on the top of that hierarchy is a giant cloud being who is uh, making a list of who's naughty and who's nice right now. He's like, he is like Santa, except he's not as, he does, he's not as emotionally stable. He'll wipe out a whole goddamn town. He'll, uh, he will demand the firstborn son be murdered, a baby. I mean, this is this is one real sick dude. And he is a dude. They they will remind us again and again. I remember when I was younger, 
Cardinal Cook here in the United, in uh, well, the U.S., but in uh, in New York City, he came out. It was on the cover of the Post. It said, "God is a man." I remember that, and I said, "Well, I suppose he's white too." God is a man. What does it matter? God is a man. How how? What a tiny little God you have. God, this immense universe, layers to life you we, we could never imagine. We don't even have the questions to ask. We couldn't even fund. We couldn't even form the words to ask the right questions to truly understand the the nature of how vast the universe is, the life, and these tiny little men want us to know that God has a penis, like it matters. He has a Y chromosome. That's why I, I never understood that. Where does he relieve himself? It must be in Mitch McConnell's district, right? It's uh, it's baffling to me. If that you have a very small God, if that, and that's all they, all he cares about is whether you masturbate, right? Or if you form a legal contract with someone of the of of an opposite peepee. He's very peepee focused. This God of Mitch McConnell's, and and of course the fake republic. I mean, they hate God really. Ultimately, that's what they hate. Like everything, just like they hate democracy. It's a it's a ruse. They hate democracy, yet they run around with their red, white, and bl- blue American flags, you know, uh, hugging flags, humping flags. They hate Jesus. Same same thing. Just like Jesus warned us about. These are these are the hypocrites. I just, I want to thank you, Richard, on the chat before it gets away from me, because the the as it is, he for the super chat. Thank you so much, because the way it is on my chat, what I see, the super chats disappear. They go up on the the chat and then they disappear, so I won't see them until the show is over if they go away. So if if I ever miss uh, one of the super chats i want to explain why but i feel it's it's necessary to thank people call them out and and really say how much i appreciate your support so thank you but anyway back to our uh, the our real agenda here the agenda. What's the agenda? What's the liberal agenda? That's the other thing. The the thing that always gets on my nerves with the Republicans. They're all like, "Oh, uh, the re- Democrats. They, of course, it's psychological projection. They're projecting onto us the the things of which they themselves are guilty. They're like, oh, Democrats. They just want power. That's all. They need. They are power obsessed. And Trump has talked about it a lot. Twitler, I mean, excuse me." The power to do what? To make sure you don't die without health care? To ensure you have a living wage? To ensure that the rich pay their fair effing share for once in our rotten goddamn lives? Um, you know, the power to do what? The, uh, ensure that we have an inhabitable planet? That we give a shit? You know, when when, our, when God, when that giant cloud sp- spook said, be good stewards of the earth, Republicans heard, I guess they heard, just rape and pillage until there's nothing left. Leave a, leave a bunch of skeletons and husks on the horizon. S- smoking red hues 
oozing with blood. That's the Republicans. That's what they hear when they say, be good stewards. Have dominion over the animals. That's another thing that pisses me off. Dominion over the animals. Oh, does that mean that we... Like Trump this week. Well, first of all, the Republicans hate life in general. They they hate babies. They hate adults, old people, everybody in between. They hate animals. Have they have no chance? They don't have a they. It's they're bad enough to human beings. Animals without a voice. Forget about it. They they want to just chomp 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 on you on animals. They don't give a shit. Well, they want to murder every every beautiful creature, endangered or not. They want, and in the meantime, before they get the chomp on them, they want to make sure their their lives are incredibly filled with nothing but suffering by packing them in. Chickens not being able to raise their wings, pigs not being able to turn around in their cages. Just horrible, brutal lives to the creatures that are giving their lives for human sustenance. Republicans have no respect for them. They have, of course not. They have no respect for Mother Earth. They have no respect for human beings, babies. They have no, uh, they have no respect for cells, clumps of cells they, they pretend to love. They don't respect anything. They have no respect for the air we breathe, for the Earth that sustains us. For the creatures that give their, their lives for us, they, for the oceans, none of this. It's all an expendable commodity. But the, because they are so tiny, they're, uh, I, I guess the, it's, they're afraid. I don't know what the hell they're afraid of. They, they won't be, there was never enough for them. Just shove it in, shove it in until there's nothing left so, for anybody or anything. And, you, and Mother Earth, how much, how many warning signs can she give us? Right now, Australia is on fire. But are we hearing any of this in the corporate media here in the United States? No, of course. All we hear is the polls. Who's up in the polls? Who's down in the polls? Joe Biden is up. Of course, he's always up. I mean, this is corporate media. Uh, but Pete Buttigieg, he had a good night. This is what I was hearing on the corporate media. I knew that's exactly what I was predicting, right? When we were watching the, the debate, what's going to be the angle? It's the corporate media. We'll talk about that exchange between Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg. And they're going to talk about, they're going to rehabilitate people to judge and now the framing is if you take money from billionaires uh, or if you don't if you criticize the this the suck up system the broken corrupt system that gave us that made america the most that's all right let me put this correctly that turned america from the most to the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all Western modern nations, however you however you frame it, from in forty years, that's how we went from the most upwardly mobile to the least. That system that is corrupted by money. That if you criticize that system, you are you're running a purity test. Oh, that's the new frame. Do not. Uh, it's just a purity test. Why would we? limit ourselves by by standards of a purity test what's the what are you talking about a purity test it's like it's like telling somebody who is dying of lung cancer 
that the, the cigarettes are killing you. And they're saying, well, you know, why, don't, don't pester me with this purity, this bullshit. Uh, it, it, give me, do something else. Do something else. Maybe can you take out a bit, bit of my lung? Can you revamp something? Can you, can you wire the smoke into my ass with some kind of mechanism? It's like while you're dying and you're looking for some way to get it, to get your life back. It's really the truth. And they are, oh, don't pester me with what needs to be done. Yes, that is the problem. The root of all evil is money in the system. Corporations and billionaires having access. It's not, you know, if like Pete Buttigieg was saying in the debate, he um, doesn't want to limit himself. This is how he was framing it, the little crafty little devil, that he was, uh, he would be limiting himself if he frame if he didn't take billionaire monies. He's, he's framing it as he's only being an egalitarian. He, he doesn't want anybody to, uh, be excluded. He's being kind. And, but the fact is anybody can donate to him they go to go to his goddamn website and donate but do you not everybody if somebody gave him five dollars then he's not coming to your house to to hang out with you and uh drink whatever tall tall boy buds you know what i mean he's going into the wine cave with his billionaire pals and their 900 dollars bottles of wine and their whatever crystals in their onyx tables and what are they talking about in there? They're talking about ways to stave off the revolution. They're coming up with frames to stave off the very thing that we actually need to keep this country a, well, to keep it, to actualize our promises in our founding documents and to restore a modicum of democracy, to restore the middle class, to rebuild it from the working poor. We don't have a middle class anymore. It's a, it's a, a small middle class. There is somewhat of a middle class. There's a little, but they're not the majority. The, the majority of the United States of the working class was the middle class at one time. They could buy houses. They could go on vacation. They could buy a car every couple of years. They had decent lives. Like I use my father as an example, a, a garbage man. Who could buy a house? Who could? Buy? My father all had new cars every few years. Went on vacations. Enjoyed a decent middle class life. Went went uh, and not, and in between, you know, go up and he had a, a dispense. A, a, what do you call it? I'm trying to uh, disposable income, where he could go and he would ride up to Atlantic City and play uh, play blackjack. You know, you you can't do that. And he wasn't a gambler. He wasn't an addict gambler. You know, my, my mother was. That's a different story. But he would play for fun. And he never, you know, he would know when to walk away. Know when to hold him and when to fold him kind of thing. But he would go and, you know, it wasn't every week or anything. But that, you, you're not able to do that if you don't have money to, just to uh, play with, right? And he, he was a garbage man. New York City sanitation worker who, but not anymore. You, a sanitation worker doesn't have that kind of disposable income anymore because the standard of living has changed. We, the, the rich have gotten richer and the working class is now the working poor.
that you don't have a functioning democracy if you have a classification of your if your majority cannot handle a four hundred dollar emergency and are living paycheck to paycheck. That's not a that's not a functioning democracy. So I don't want to hear. This is the other thing I would like to get into the public zeitgeist. I want us to stop validating not and we don't do it. The other so-called liberals do it. Then they're they're full of shit. They talking about Trump's great economy. This great the economy's doing great. Unemployment is lowest it's been in 50 years. Stock market is through the roof. That doesn't it's it's not affecting us. Wall Street and Main Street do not rise and fall together. So we have to start responding when they say it's such a great economy. Oh, the economy. Because regardless, it's not a great economy. If the majority of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, that's not a functioning democracy. And but that's what they like. They want us to have that Stockholm syndrome. Republicans love that. That's why you have the assholes at the Trump and Z rallies at the Nuremberg rallies. Yeah. Screaming and applauding when he's like the economy. How's your stock market? How's your 401ks? It has nothing to do with us. We don't. It doesn't matter. Corporate America is doing great. They have been doing great for 30 effing years. They've been reaping record profits, but we've not seen any of the gains. Productivity is through the roof. It has been. It's been going up for generations, but the wages are stagnant. Oh, they oh, they ticked up like one or two percent. Like who gives a shit? We should have a minimum wage of thirty five dollars an hour at this point. If 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 the minimum wage kept up with productivity, so we we're suffering from Stockholm syndrome. Thinking I don't know. I guess we all we don't want to pester our betters too much, and that's how they get away with it. With this, uh, and then we have people like Democrats, so who call themselves Democrats, like Pete Buttigieg, talking about a fucking purity test when he's called out. Uh, enough is enough. Haven't we learned? Some of the candidates have learned, but some have not. They want to. Re- they want us to remain the re- the least upwardly mobile. That's it. That's the bottom line. There is no doubt. Look, and uh, there's an article here. It's yes, it is. Pl- pl- this was from the Huffington Post by Zach Carter. Yes, it is plainly wrong to meet donors in a billionaire's crystal wine cave. Is the title of this article the super rich enjoy corrupt influence over politics and some democrats are just fine with that and this is how this is the primary process that's the other thing people like don't uh, have the circular firing squad we need to get rid of the the uh the the dlc democrats who aren't working for us they're not they're part of the problem this is part of the problem and what's so shocking is i, I mean we know that Pete Buttigieg, I have no idea. Something, something's not right with him. I think he might be a sociopath, narcissist. I don't know, but he's, uh, you know, he's part of the problem, and he's young. That's what's shocking. That this could be a another nail in the the coffin here if we elect youthful millennial Democrats who 
who aren't on the train uh, aboard the train that says uh, that the, the, where we're going, we're going to a place that isn't influenced by money. M- hasn't, haven't Bernie, Bernie Sanders taught these people anything? They, but they don't want to listen. Do you know what I mean? We're, it's, a, it's time. Instead of, you see, Bernie is leading the way, as he usually does. Whether people are like, oh, they don't like Bernie. Well, he is someone who has positively influenced more Americans, the lives of, and protected democracy than, than, I mean, really, think about it, than half of the DLC Democrats I I can think of. Really. Bringing, Bringing these Democrats, where would we be? Frankly, they wouldn't be talking about Medicare for all or Medicare for all who want it. Like, fuck that. Medicare for everyone who wants it. This baby, this baby, uh, uh, really non-solution that does nothing but stroke the, I guess, fallacy of... uh, of individual whatever. Oh, I, I, uh, Americans, we're just an army of one. What is that? Uh, that that bullshit. Every man for himself. That's really what it's what it's about. But that's not a functioning system. But they. That's why they want to keep us divided and all that. Oh, Medicare for all who wants it. I I trust you to make the right decisions, health decisions for your family. It's not. Oh yeah. You know what? Because I I was just looking at all these plans here, these health plans, and I was saying, you know what? I don't I really don't plan on getting cancer this year, so I don't really need a lot of insurance. I might get maybe I'll get cancer. Or I'll put that off until uh, 2025. I don't know. What do you think? I, so I I will choose this high deductible plan. And um, who the f- that's the nature of health, Buttigieg, you moron. No one knows from day to day when, if we are uh, gonna have a, a catastrophic diagnosis that will change our lives in an instant, or get hit by a by a bus. Who the hell knows? Or fall down a well, like baby Jessica. Remember her? I was so I wish I was in a well right now. God damn it! I have some peace in a well. I wouldn't get a signal. <laughs> On my phone, I might have to sit there and think about. I don't know. Maybe I could stop thinking. So, okay, this Zach Carter. I'm glad this article. He wrote this article. I mean, the, all of this. This is positive stuff. This is good signs. After Thursday night's debate, uh, this much at least is clear. The central issue of the 2020 Democratic presidential primary is corruption, not purity. Not electability, not socialism or fiscal responsibility or any of the other buzzwords floating around the party discourse. Corruption. The corruption question is simple. Simple. Will the richest people in America be permitted to put their fingers on the scales of our democracy, including the inner workings of the Democratic Party? For, the, for two candidates in the race, Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders... The answer to that question has been a consistent and resounding no. 
They don't court big donors. They don't hold big dollar fundraisers for them, and they won't even meet them behind closed doors. If you want Warren's attention, you can get online for a selfie with everyone else. Sanders even scrutinizes his contributions and returns checks from people who are too rich. The message is impossible to misconstrue. These campaigns are putting people first, not money. Their time, attention, and agenda are not for sale. And that's how we got here. We got here because the, this is the other thing with Pete Buttigieg, and maybe if we'll, I'll find that clip where he was saying, did he was he attacked? Actually, let me just see if I have it before I mangle it and. Because I did, I captured a bunch of clips from the Morning Joe, the Morning Millionaires, because, of course, they pissed me off. And um, I also captured this wine cave thing. Let's see. I hope this is the right clip. The mayor just recently had a fundraiser that was held in a wine cave full of crystals and served $900 a bottle wine. Um... Think about who comes to that. This is the problem with issuing purity tests you cannot yourself pass. Woo! I pledge. Who's woo-hooing? If I pledge never to be in the company of a progressive Democratic donor, I couldn't be up here. Senator, your net worth is 100 times mine. Can't stand up to the wealthy and well-connected when it's relatively easy when you're a candidate then how can the American people believe you're going to stand up to the wealthy and well-connected when you're president and it's really hard? Then I want to get you... Wait a minute. That was not even the... That's not the best part of the clip. I got that from the Morning Joe assholes. Like, let me see. Well, anyway, the point is, at the end of the clip, Buttigieg says... You... You are taking money from donors because he... Because apparently Elizabeth Warren funneled money from her her Senate campaign fund into her presidential campaign. And this, I guess, is a no-no because no, she was doing it from, from big money donors. So she has muddied her presidential campaign, supposedly, by, by taking the money from the Senate campaign, which I don't really honestly think that she has. I, obviously... Who the fuck knows, frankly? She, so she got money. She was she had big moneyed fundraisers with billionaires it, funding her Senate campaign. This is what I'm gathering. I didn't do the research on it, frankly. So, But that supposedly negates the, um, everything she's fighting for. I don't see how that, that does. It, it, it doesn't matter, frankly, if... Um, you know, obviously, I like Bernie better, but I it's really what are you fighting for? I don't trust Pete Buttigieg. He's he's full of shit because he's the way that he frames his his excuses doesn't it's it's a in a very crafty manner saying how uh, it's um, he's not passing the the purity test or it. Uh, he's just being egalitarian because the fact is any rich person can go on Pete Buttigieg's website and donate to him. He doesn't have to meet them in a wine cave. So I doubt that he's 
he's in there talking about us. What they're talking about is how to keep keep the party going with without um you know without with without forcing the american people to uh into a, the revolution that we need and, and we need a political revolution there's no doubt about it there is nothing too far left in a country that is so off the rails to the right where we are on the precipice we're not even on the i don't know why i keep Wanting, I I guess I I just don't want to admit it that we are an oligarchy. So I'm like, oh, we're on life support. We're hanging by a thread. I don't think so. I think we are already an oligarchy. The where we the fact that we have a country, a system where the wants and needs of working people have a statistically insignificant effect on government policy. That's doesn't that say it all right there? So they the the study was a, the Princeton study. They they said, well, uh, whose whose agenda is served in our government, and any and anything that helps the working class become or the 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 working poor especially has doesn't even get a blip on any of the uh, of the agendas of uh, of the so called representatives. So. But if you are a rich person, the agenda of the rich gets through 100% of the time. That's what they said in this study. They never, they're never denied. That's it. They are never, they cannot say no to these people. So Buttigieg says that, does, did this, so he was saying to Elizabeth Warren, did this, uh, the fact that you put money from your Senate campaign into your presidential campaign, the Senate campaign that was funded with big moneyed donors, uh, did, did that influence your policy? And he said, no, of course it didn't. Are you serious? So now we're supposed to believe that, that these politicians aren't influenced by money. Of fucking course they are. Of course they are. That is human nature. For God's sakes, when somebody is funding you, you don't want to offend them. You want to please them. It's like your boss at work when they when the the people signing your paycheck or whatever or your anybody in control of your funding, you're 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 deferential to them. The nobody can just pick up the phone and uh and can we pick up the phone and call Pete Buttigieg? No, but you better believe the 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 billionaires in the goddamn wine cave can. Of course they can. Does it influence you? Well, really, how naive are you? Does it influence you? So how did we get here then? That's that's what I want to know. If it didn't influence, if money and politics didn't influence the United States decline in the income disparity and upward immobility. If that didn't have anything to do with it, then why? What is it? Is that just, it's just natural? Or has it, does it have anything to do with um, all of the government policies that were changed to funnel more money into the pockets of the rich? No, that's just, that's just by accident. It's just an accident that the, we now have a, how many millionaires in the house? 
Use that's the people's house. Let me see. Millionaires in Congress. It used to be not a lot. They weren't the majority. The wealth of Congress, richer than ever. Oh. How many? Well, that's it. Uh, goes to show you if I think it's I don't remember what the percent. Just looking it up. Let me see. Mel the wealth of Congress is richer than ever, but mostly at the very top. The cumulative wealth of senators and House members jumped by one-fifth in two years. How does that happen on a government salary? It's um, because they're selling access and they're trading. They're doing insider trading. That used to be illegal in Congress. Insider trading. I think they, they did away with that. It used to be against... First, it was it was not against the law. Then it was against the law. And then they put it back. The Stock Act. But then, how Congress quietly overhauled its insider trading. But I thought they rolled it back. This, was a, this is an article from 2013. The legislative process on Capitol Hill... Is slow and grinding, blah, 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 where it is. What happened when Congress moved to undo large parts of a popular law? Oh, yeah, this is what happened, known as the Stock Act. President Obama signed the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act into law. That's right. Now it's coming back to me. And he undid it. I want to thank all the members of Congress who came together and worked to get this done. He said the law wouldn't just outlaw trading on non-public information by members of Congress, the executive branch, and their staffs. It would greatly expand financial disclosures to make all of the data searchable, so insider trading and conflicts of interest would be easier to detect. But on Monday, when the president signed a bill reversing big pieces of the law, the emailed announcement was only one sentence long. There was no fanfare when the Senate and the House passed the bill in largely empty chambers using a fast-track procedure known as unanimous consent. Can you believe that shit? They have a big rollout when he makes a big fucking to-do about signing this this law about insider effing trading. If we did that, we'd be there'd be so, a knock on my door. Be off the I'd be off to jail. Right. Just like if we paid a porn star to hush money in the middle of our campaign with campaign funds, that we, that's a, that would be illegal like that Trump did. But not for not for certain people. So and they make this big to do. This is Obama here. That's what I'm talking about. This is part of the problem. Why it is so necessary to undo this uh, money in politics, the conflicts. That's only human nature. Watch that goddamn show, American Greed, any day of the week. There's all, you'll hear all, I watch that show sometimes. That's why it's, it's the stories of people being duped and people having their life savings stolen and th from p those they would never imagine could do it. What do you do when you save your whole life, you try to retire, and some scumbag comes along and siphons your entire nest egg? And you, you're not going back to work at 78 years old. You're done, boob. So 
it happens all the time. This is why we have laws. No, it wasn't uh, Twitler who... This was Obama. God damn it. So I remember when this happened. And this is what I'm talking about. That's why... Oh, I guess we don't want to get too pure here. Let's not have a purity test. It's not about... It really isn't. Of course, I'm a Democrat. I call myself a Democrat because I voted Democratic my whole life. But I'm not... I'm not an ideologue um, cult member falling over into uh, and just following whoever the F has a D after their name. The same thing, I wish the Republicans were the same way. It is about policy. It's the same thing like when the filthy Republicans email, the constant. They, they have a few arguments. Some of them are your dyke, your, your C word. Others are... Uh, Lincoln freed the slaves and the Democrats were racists in, in 1865. It's that, it's so infantile. It's the same thing as saying like, I will, if the Democrats started behaving like kiss up, kiss, kiss down corporatists primarily, right? Uh, that you just keep following them. And they, if they transformed into Mitch McConnell's fascist right wing, Tiki torch, loving, enabling party, you would just keep following them because they have a D after their name. No, it's, it's about what's in it. It's about what they, what they stand for. That's why, um, I mean, Bernie, he, uh, obviously he caucuses with the Democrats, but you know, most most of the the majority of the country considers themselves independent, even though, of course, they they lean one way or another. But anyway, yes. But here, here, this is an article from the NPR, Tamara Keith from what year? Two thousand thirteen, when they rolled this back. I remember this. This is why. You know what I mean? When during the Obama years. Now, we all remember fondly, of course, because Twitler is a monster and a nightmare, but Obama was no FDR. Of course, I voted for him, and I voted for him twice, and I was proud to do it, especially the first time, but it was he was incredibly disappointing as far as being a progressive. He was not a progressive. He was never a progressive. He was not a progressive senator, and... He did not govern as a progressive. He was very frustrating, include I mean, especially the fact that he thought he was uh, he was going to appeal to Republicans. He was going to he was going to get them to work with him just by handing them their own policies. And we had to suffer for this <sighs> because we always suffer. The people suffer. They don't give a shit. They write cushy laws for themselves. They write laws like when you are a senator and a representative and you leave the Senate, you could keep your health care till the day you damn die. Of course, they they want universal health care. Don't you get it? They want it. They want it. They want it all. But us? No, no, no. When they roll back millions of people's health care, they have an effing party about it they pop the corks lots of people gonna die yeah whoopee do let's get together high five high five but yeah anyway this is where is it? here we go uh 
A year ago, yeah, I wrote that. I mean, I, I read that. The law wouldn't just outlaw trading on non-public. Okay, yes. But on Monday, when the president signed the bill, reversing big pieces of the law, the email announcement was just one sentence long. So they're saying that Obama made a big goddamn to-do about the Stock Act, had a big press conference, and then when he rolled back the Stock Act, it was a, nothing but a blurb in a press secretary statement that reads... On Monday, April 15, 2013, the president signed into law S-716, which eliminates the requirement in the Stock Act to make available on official websites the financial disclosures of former employees of the executive and legislative branches of the president, the vice president, members, and, the, and candidates for Congress several specified presidentially nominated and Senate-confirmed officers and delayed until January 2014, the date of which systems must be developed that enable public access to financial disclosure forms of covered individuals. There was no fanfare earlier last week when the Senate and the House passed the bill to largely empty chambers using a fast-track procedure known as unanimous consent. In the majority, in the House, Majority Leader Eric Cantor, oh, remember him, shepherded the bill through. Of course, that's your bipartisan getting things done, you see? I can work across the aisle. I like getting things done, like rolling back the Stock Act. So I can insider trade and not have you nosy, we the peoples, looking looking through my financial records while I'm making a million dollars being a so-called representative while I'm kicking you off health care. Yeehaw, America the beautiful. Ain't America great? I got mine, Jack. That's how they need to change it. Instead of e pluribus unum, we need I got mine, Jack. Let me see. Latin translator. I'm just going to maybe... So from English. Let's see. English to Latin. I got mine. Jack. Sucks to be you. Ego got min suget jack ut vas. Doesn't quite ring off, ring, uh, ring off the the uh, in your ears or whatever, or roll off the tongue, like e pluribus unum. I got mine. Let's see, translate from English. What else could we say? English. Better luck next life. How's that? Better luck next life. Tunic. Wait, altera vita felicias. That that could be. We could put that on the money. Altera vita felicias. That's almost like e pluribus unum. Better luck next life. Altera altera vita felicias. I I will propose this. Maybe I'll I'll put a a petition up to change our national motto from e pluribus unum to altera. I lost it already. Felitas. Altera. Vita. Felicias. Anyway, all right. Well, we know. Here we go. Here. What am I? What was I gonna? What was I gonna play here? 
the Dem debate. Joe Biden is the best. Okay, yes. Well, there's also... This is what happened on Morning Joe. Of course, the next day, they went off uh, about how amazing Buttigieg and Biden were responding to the the crazy left-wingers. They're just too far left. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, here we go. Let's see what this one is. But I have to say that, that Pete Buttigieg probably came out ahead, and here's why. You see? I think the only— It's hypnotic. As soon as—don't don't believe your eyes or ears. It's what they tell you. And now, remember, this is a guy—the guy who's talking is someone who was a campaign manager for Ted Cruz. So, of course, let's have him on the liberal media to promote the 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 right-wing corporate DLC candidates. He wants us to know. Buttigieg, no matter Elizabeth Warren, he she rightfully attacked him. It's called it's not even an attack. What is it? It's an attack as Harry Truman said. It's not I don't uh give him hell. I uh, tell the truth and they think it's hell. Tell if if telling the truth is so embarrassing, then Think about what you're doing, right? You should be able to be proud of what you're doing. Why not invite the press? Why Why is it a secret? So this guy who is a Ted Cruz, I can't remember his name now off the top of my head, but he's one. He's a regular on the Morning Joe Millionaires with, the, this is the liberal media, mind you. So he wants us all to know who to vote for now all the republicans want us to know they fucked up and they they elected a con man and a, a disgrace a putin puppet a traitor a serial bankrupt sexual predator so they want us to fill in and give them a candidate that they they can vote for somebody who is a republican really who they they won't feel i mean they can't vote for somebody who actually wants to fix the system that is they're riding to the bank they're too selfish for that they're too short-sighted they hate america too much to think about anybody else but themselves and i do contend if you if that's a if that if that's your motivation if you are so small of a human being and you are so scared that all you can do is suck money, and you, you're already rich, and that's all you, uh, that, that's okay, though. That's all you think about. There's never enough for you, and you will leave everybody behind, as long as you got yours. If that's, if that's who you are, then you're not a patriot. If you're fine with the fact that, right now, Americans are rationing their diabetes medicine, then you're not a patriot. I don't want to hear how how much you love this country. You love this the rigged system. That's what you love. You're not fighting for America. You're fighting for the broken system. We're fighting for America. Siri just went off here. <laughs> I guess I said something. We are, we are the patriots. The progressives are the patriots. We're trying to bring this country back to remembering that it's the working people that make it go round if the majority aren't ha- aren't able uh, uh, to have a decent middle class life if everybody's hanging by a thread and you have j- a handful of people who are who are riding high 
because of the rig system, the income disparity is built into the system. The, these aren't, they're not great. They're not better than us. They just, they're just, uh, some of them are lucky and some have uh, inherited wealth. But in, this, in the time that you get to, uh, when, you, when you get to a certain level, it's, everything is rigged to enable you to, to, to get richer. You're paying less into the general fund. And if that's not enough for, for these mother effers, then they, they got to really look at themselves. But I'm saying it right here. You, they're not patriots. I'm sorry. What are, you, what are they fighting for? If you're okay, if there's one person in this country left behind, then we are all left behind. We're in this together. If, if, if there's one person in this country, one elderly person who is suffering uh, who who is uh not right now stressed out wondering what uh how they're gonna make it to the end of the month how what are they gonna cut back on then we are all that person we're all left behind that's us that is a reflection of us and it's not it's not about like oh who's uh you, it's not about out equal outcomes. Do you know what I mean? It's about uh, the the opportunities. But if somebody works their entire life and they can't retire, then that is a problem. Oh, they say, oh, you got to save. You should save 10% of your income, whatever the hell it is. Nobody, they can't save a goddamn thing. People are living paycheck to paycheck. That's not because they're not working hard enough. It's because the standard of living, you're not, they're not getting paid a living wage while the CEOs and the executives and the billionaires, the 2,600 billionaires on earth are riding us all like, like a rapacious tick. Coming out of the wine cave was uh, Elizabeth uh, Warren's hypocrisy on fundraising. Because you I hear that shit? This is the, here's uh, Ted Cruz's campaign manager wants us to know that it's hypocrisy. The only thing coming out of the wine cave is Elizabeth Warren's hypocrisy. Oh, right. Okay. So the, now the dumbasses in this country who don't pay attention to politics, who don't understand how propaganda works, this, this is what happens. It gets into their minds. And then they start saying, Oh, I don't like that. I don't like Elizabeth Warren. She's a hypocrite. And then you'll say, why? What do you say that? What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. I just don't like... I, I have done that before. Somebody said to me, a friend of mine, He's he listens to right-wing radio, believe it or not. And I talk, I really get annoyed at him because he's not... He's It's rotting his brain. He's clearly... He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And he's gay, too. He listens to, like, Mark Levin... I'm like, it, it offends me, frankly, but he's a good friend, but he's also needs needs help in that area. But he said to me one day, oh, I don't like Nancy Pelosi. She's I'm like, why? And he had no clue. Oh, I, I don't know. She just I'm like, why? What what did she do that offends you? What he had nothing zero, but it's gotten into his programmed mind. Oh, I don't like Nancy Pelosi. You see? Oh, she's, I'm like, she's fighting for you, bitch. But they don't want us to, oh, I don't like her. Oh, I just don't like her. 
don't don't ask me why, but I I mean I guess I just don't like having uh having a decent middle class life or something. They've they've talked me out of it. I I would much rather be a host from which to suck profit and discard. Probably came out ahead, and here's why. I think the only echo coming out of the wine cave was uh, Elizabeth uh, Warren's hypocrisy on Fuck fundraising. You. Because I thought the most devastating point was when he said, when, when did you stop selling access for time? Because it is true. She, she raised money like all the others uh, and, and took that money from her, her Senate campaign and put it in her presidential campaign. <clears throat> and the other thing is being attacked by uh, Amy Klobuchar, and I thought, again, that was a break-even. And, and again, uh, You see, it's all break-even. Don't, don't believe your eyes. Have these uh, senators, and when you're a senator, by definition, you are the establishment. Uh, I worked for Senator Ted Cruz, and he wanted to run as an outsider. Very difficult thing. <laughs> Ted Cruz, the outsider. Your name is a title called senator. And here are all these senators on the stage, and you had an outsider like Pete Buttigieg, who, as you said, an outsider like Pete Buttigieg. Okay, you're in a wine cave, motherfucker. You, you're not. A, that's not the outside. That's the definition of the goddamn inside. For Christ's sakes. Attack. Uh, very well prepared. Uh, and had very good responses. An outsider. Uh, and he actually did more than break even on him. He did more than break even. Well, don't even, I mean, don't even bother. Don't bother building a society that works for all. It's a good, it's all about sick burn, man. You got her. Oh, it's her. She's a hypocrite. That's the argument, too, from the right wing. It, this is another thing that really irritates me, well, in general, about everything including uh, everything about the Republicans. But there, where is this? I'm trying to find this, this tweet recently. Um, somebody today, I was just going on Twitter, looking around, seeing what was trending, getting ready for the show. And one of these right-wingers, I mean, I, on the RDT Daily account, by the way. I don't have a, a personal account, as you know, because they locked me out. <laughs> Obviously, that's bothering me, right? So anyway, um, one of these right wing freaks, let me look at him. Who is he? Director of the School of Choice. Oh, director of School Choice. I'm sorry. At Reason Foundation. Reason. That's a, so a libertarian magazine. Libertarian is, th there's nothing more stupid than something called libertarianism. What is libertarianism? It is, it's, it's a fantasy. It's a construction. There's never been a libertarian society. How many years of recorded human history? Since the time we crawled out of the primordial ooze, there has never been a libertarian society. But they, they, it reminds me of an infant. This is the Ayn Rand acolytes, who are, they're babies, like little bratty teenagers, little adolescent prepubescent boys, who've never grown up and think, you know, I don't need mommy. I, I don't want to, they don't want to be part of society. They want all the benefits of society, but they don't want to have any of the, of the pesky responsibilities. They, they're children. And that's what a libertarian, what is libertarianism? It's like discussing libertarianism because it's such a, it's it doesn't exist in any human society and in fact everything it touches when they have tried to inflict libertarianism upon us they have failed libertarian i'm just looking it up 
Eh. How about Sears, the libertarian company? It was found. It was uh, bought by a libertarian, Eddie Lampert. He ran Sears into the ground, and th- this iconic American company, because he he inflicted as an adolescent would. Without any concern, concern, occultist. It's like it's they're like Republicans, but worse. They there's nothing you could point to and say, oh yeah, libertarian like this. You know, it's not like we can normal people who want an egalitarian society uh, that we want a country that works for all. We can point to things like we can say, oh look, look at these the Scandinavian countries. They they have the happy they the happiest countries on earth. We could point to actual examples in human society with with libertarians there's they have nothing except an a badly written novel written by someone who venerated a sociopath Anne rand well she's a sociopath too but Anne rand actually wrote in her diaries about william allen hickman who who was a murderer a child murderer and she wrote that he was so he was free he was a real man because he was free of the constraints of human concern. He did every, he was just selfish. He wanted to know what it felt like to kill someone, so he murdered a child and he sold he he ransomed her corpse back to her father. He the tricking the father into thinking that the corpse was her his living daughter. That's a real man that that who wrote a novel based on bullshit because she's a sick bitch and half of the goddamn disgusting Republicans have their staff read it as a required tome. Uh, And uh, Clarence Thomas, too. This is what I'm saying. Anne Rand, uh, you don't run a a society from the musings of a sociopath. But not, not Republicans, though. Well, this Eddie Lampert, the Sears guy, here's a, just a quick article. Once upon a time, hedge fund manager Eddie Lampert was living a Wall Street fairy tale. His fairy godmother was Anne Rand, the dashing diva of free market ideology whose quirky economic notions would transform him into a glamorous business hero. And this is from Salon back in 2013 from Lynn Paramore. For a while, it seemed to work like a charm. Pundits called him the Steve Jobs of the investment world, the new Warren Buffett. But by, 20, by 20, 2006, he was flying high, the richest man in Connecticut, managing over $15 billion in a hedge fund, ESL Investments. Stoked by his Wall Street success, Lampert plunged headlong into the retail world. Undaunted by his lack of industry experience, he was hailed a genius. Lampert boldly pushed to merge Kmart and Sears with a layoff and cost-cutting strategy that would, he promised, send profits to the stratosphere. Meanwhile, the hotshot threw cash around like an oil sheik, buying a $40 million pad in Florida's Biscayne Bay, is that how you pronounce it? A record even for that star-studded county. Fast forward to 2013. The fairy tale has become a nightmare. Lampert is now known as one of the worst CEOs in America. The man who flushed Sears down the toilet with his demented management style and harebrained approach to retail. Sears, Sears stock is tanking. His hedge fund, now of course this is in the past because Sears is, is uh, no more. 
His hedge fund is down 40%, and the business press has turned from praising Lampert's genius to watching gleefully as his ship sinks. Investors are running from Crazy Eddie like the plague. That's what happens when Ayn Rand is the basis of your business plan. Crazy Eddie has been one of America's most vocal advocates for discredited free market economics. So obsessed with Ayn Rand, he could rattle off memorized passages in her novels. Of Mina Kimes, as, as Mina Kimes explained in a fascinating profile in B Business Week, Lampert took the myth that humans perform best when acting selfishly as gospel, pitting Sears company managers against each other in a kind of Lord of the Flies deathmatch. He believed, this he believed, would cause them to act rationally and boost performance. You see what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. These people are... Wait, what the hell is that? One of the ads just went off. These people are... They're not capable of, of leading a drunken conga line much less a modern nation. They're morons who read the musings of a sociopath who says that altruism is immoral. That's Ayn Rand's philosophy, and these idiots are bringing that into government, as if the founding fathers would wipe their ass with Ayn Rand. They read Voltaire, du, du, uh, you know, Descartes. They read uh, you know, John Locke. Could you imagine... That if they founded this country, this country, first of all, it wouldn't have, it would never have worked if that was the case. Wait, here's Tara Jr. again. Tara Jr. Jr. I mean, he's like a, he's just like a doll, isn't he? Look at him. He's a <laughs> you got, you're just a mush. All right, sit down. All right. Lampert took the myth that... Okay, I've read that already. He, this, he believed, would cause them to act rationally and boost performance. If you think that sounds batshit crazy, congratulations. You understand more than most Americans' <laughs> business school graduates. Instead of enhancing Sears' bottom line, the head of various divisions began to undermine each other and fight tooth and claw for the profits of their individual fiefdoms at the expense of the overall brand. By this time, Crazy Eddie was completely enthralled to his own bloated ego and fancied he could bend underlings to his will by putting them through humiliating rituals like annual conference calls in which the unit managers were forced to bow and scrape for money and resources. But the chaos only grew. Lampert took to hiding behind a pen name and spying on and goading employees through an internal social network. He became obsessed with technology, wasting resources on developing apps as Sears' physical stores became dilapidated and filthy. Instead of investing in workers and developing useful products, he sold off valuable real estate, shuttered stores, and engineered stock buybacks in order to manipulate stock prices and line his own pockets. Crazy Eddie didn't stop there. As, Wall, as a Wall Street creature fantastically out of touch with the kind of ordinary folks who shop at Sears, he inserted his love of luxury into the mix, trying to sell Rolex watches and $4,400 designer and handbags through America's iconic budget-friendly brand. This is, I mean, he's an asshole. He's a Republican. He's an idiot. But... This is the kind of person, I'm sure half of these failures were all tax write-offs for this idiot. And pe people's lives were probably ruined. People who work there 
for years and years, got nothing, but had to endure this the chaos and the indignity of the of the idiot at the top. As his company was descending into random mayhem, Lampert continued to cheerfully inform stockholders that his revolutionary ideas would soon produce earth-shattering results. Reality? Sears lost half its value in five years. Since 2010, Sears has closed more than half of its stores. Sears hold I mean, and this is in the past. Sears is gone now. Sears Holding is financially distressed and Lampert's own hedge fund has reduced its stake in the company. The, the Sears stores in Oakland, California, open for business with boarded up windows, <laughs> has even been cited for urban blight. Well, there you go. There, that's uh, altruism. Altruism is immoral, don't you know? Truth be told, hedge fund honchos have had little to fear from ro royally screwing companies. Bank accounts fa fattened at the expense of workers and other stockholders. They go on their merry way to mess up something else. That, that's it. Well, what kind of a system? You see what I'm saying? This is how they have designed it. They fail upwards, and we bear the brunt. We the people. And anybody who challenges that system as broken is not... Uh, racial, uh, not racially pure. I was, I said racially. I was, um, that's what I was thinking. Racially pure. You know what I mean? Pure. It's not a purity test. I'm thinking of this racist ass country, and the and the Nazis. I see the time. I'm not going to take a break. We'll just go through. Oh God. But the epic incompetence of guys like Lampert may be dispelling the myth that financiers are the smartest guys in the room. It's it, how long is it, that going to take, right? It's dispe it might be dispelling the myth. Will we ever get rid of that myth? Will we ever have to kiss continually, not kiss up to the to these businessmen, the masters of the universe, so called? In the in in our limited lifespans, that's the thing too. We only we're only here for a short period of time. We share this earth together. We share the same air. We the same planet. But there is no reason why a small minority of morons get get to walk away and destroy the economy. That we all. I mean, what is the purpose of the economy? Is it just to make idiots like Eddie Lampert rich and allow them to play uh, play out their Ayn Rand fantasies with our lives? Or is it that we should all have a, an economy that works for all and gives everybody the chance of a decent life where you get paid a, a middle-class life? You know, whether you're the 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 lowest of the low on the totem pole or whatever in the boardroom you should get paid if you're if you're making billions for one person at the top that's the problem take a couple of a couple of billions a couple of millions spread it around in the company then you have people who are actually um using that money in the economy they're spending it <sighs> Fucking God, it's it's so simple, but it's the greed. That's what it is. We know what needs to be done. 
we don't need to come up with Medicare for all who wants it and have all kinds of regulations for the for-profit insurance racket and things like that just to come up so we can keep the broken system intact and make it a little less disgusting. We know what needs to be done. It's, it's, do we have the courage to do it? Will we be able to get those out those people out of the way that are sucking on the on that teat once and for all they need to get out of the way be buddha judge get the fuck out go and have a wine party it, go into your wine cave who i mean really you can have you can hang out with billionaires we, but you're not doing us any favors by fighting the the very things that we need to fix this broken system, you'll you'll be fine, Pete Buttigieg. You can hobnob with the with the in the wine cave. But some people like him, they stand in the way of progress. They're just as bad as conservatives, as Republicans, as fascists. What's the difference? They're just they're in the way. In fact, I can argue he's worse because he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's pretending we don't need those who don't understand what it, what it means to be a Democrat. They don't understand the the history of the Democratic Party, the the Democratic Party that that, yeah, it had a lot of racists in it. Of course, there still are racists. The racism is everywhere. But at least we work on it. We don't put it. We don't make it our standard bearer. But we transformed the party into from a racist ass party into a party that tries to do something about it whereas what are the republicans the republicans had the very uh, the exact opposite trajectory they they started as a progressive party and now they're a fascist uh, party that wants a king they want an ab- someone who's above the law to rule them just like the founders rebelled against but here, let me just finish this article. There's only one paragraph left, so might as well finish it up. Alrighty. Truth be told, hedge fund honchos have had... And I wrote, I said this already, but we'll just continue. Truth be told, hedge fund honchos have had little to fear from royally screwing companies. Bank accounts fattened at the expense of workers and other stakeholders. They go their merry way, merry way messing up something else. But the epic incompetence of guys like Lampert may be dispelling the myth that financiers are the smartest guys in the room. Research suggests that not only do hedge fund managers typically understand squat about running a company, they're often not much good at beating the stock market either. A recent Bloomberg article points out that in 2013, hedge funds returned 7.1%. That doesn't sound too bad until you consider that if you had just stuck your money in a Standard & Poor's 500 index you would have seen returns of 29.1%. Big difference. While Lampert was caught up in Randian delusions of mass materialism and cutthroat capitalism, he failed to realize that a business is an experience as much as communal as it is individual. Employees are not just competitive beings. They benefit from cooperating with each other and perform better when they are respected rather than beaten down and driven by fear. Slowly but surely, Ayn Rand's economic theories are being discarded because they simply don't add up in the real world. Even Rand acolyte Paul Ryan is now distis, distis, I can't say, 
distancing himself, calling his well-documented enthusiasm an urban legend. Well, that was his whole thing. He was pretending, well, he's a Catholic. Well, he says he's a Catholic, but he, she's, Anne Rand was uh, really, she was pro-abortion and, I don't know, other things that don't go against Paul Ryan's fake Catholicism. I mean, he may be a Catholic, but he's he's just full of shit, so... Who the hell knows? Lampert created a business model predicted, predicated, sorry, on the notion that the invisible hand of the market will magically drive stellar results. With, with his belief in economic fairy tales, he managed to kill the goose that laid his own golden egg. Well, and kill an iconic American brand with, with, with bullshit. And that's what the Republicans are doing to us now. They are ideologues who, anything that happens, their remedy is a tax cut, tax giveaway, rollback regulations. In fact, you know, one of the things I wanted to, to mention, not just Matt Shea, that's one of the things, so many things. I, I need to point this out before it gets away. Well, because uh, you guys know I don't eat meat. And wait a minute. I'm trying to find your chats. I can't find it. I lost you. Where are you, guys? Where are you guys? <laughs> Wave. I can't see you. Okay, here you are. But you shouldn't eat meat either. And, I, and here's why. Trump. New rule. May allow feces, sex organs, toenails, and unwanted hair into pork products. Isn't this great? This is what they do. This is what Republicans are. They don't give a shit. Eat some fucking toenails. Eat some feces, serfs. That's all you're good for. Don't even think about... Don't think about what you're shoving in your gullet. Just shove it in. Somebody's got to get paid. And they got to they shove as many, they got to cram as many pigs together until they, they are mercifully taken off this mortal coil and their suffering is ended by someone on, on an assembly line of suffering and death that goes faster and faster and faster. This is what Republicans have done. They're not doing it just to the pigs that have to die this way. It's it's cruel that they they're speeding up the the murder, the slaughter line. So you're affecting the people who have to do the slaughtering as well, and uh, in the meantime, lowering standards. So you know, pigs who are. It's not pork. I, I love the way human beings, this is what we do to distance ourselves from what we're actually eating. We don't, it's, not, it's not a pig. It's not a, it's not a creature. It's, a, it's pork. It's different. It's something different. You know? it's a, somehow it's transformed. Like, uh, like what it, lamb. Not lamb. Not lamb. That's the same name. You know what I mean? There's something else. Pork. Beef. Yeah. Stuff like that. Anyway. No, this is not a joke. As a, let me see, agricultural, agricultural conglomerates always eager to increase their profit margins. The Trump administration has modified federal USDA rules 
governing the inspection of pork consumed by Americans. As first reported by NBC News, this is an article from the Daily Kos. Of course, it's not on the corporate media. This is stuff that we should know about. It, this should be on the corporate media. Instead of Pete Buttigieg, what an amazing, corporate, wonderful manna from heaven he is. I was going to say fairy, but I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, you know, magical being. But then I realized in my mind, I was like, oh, he's gay. That might sound... I am gay too, so I'm not... I wasn't gay bashing him, but I just... That's, that was the process that went on in my mind. And I said it anyway, so why am I saying that? At least you try. And that's how it is with being a liberal. You try not to be a douchebag, right? You at least think about it. Okay. As first reported by NBC News, the new rules known as the new swine inspection system, which means non-inspection. When Republicans say inspection, they mean non-inspection. That's the reason why... You know, we're supposed to be a civilized society. You you trust that when you turn on your water tap and you make your coffee, you're not going to have diarrhea for the rest of the week because it's been inspected, that it's not filled with parasites. The same thing with the food. We expect a certain level of civilized behavior, regulation. Regulation is not a bad thing. But Republicans, because they're babies, they're little infants who aren't fit to to host a, a wet t-shirt contest at the Jersey Shore, much less to lead a modern nation, they're not fit. They're too greedy. They are too fundamentally immoral. They're sick. They can't, they cannot be trusted. They have no, they, all they care about is funneling more money into, not into those doing the slaughtering. They, they want more money for the one person at the top, maybe a couple of, of his lieutenants, his executives, his captains, really. They don't, not, not the grunts on the ground. There's nothing, there's not, not if the profits go up, it's not, it doesn't matter how many people have to eat toenails. I, who cares how many of the poor suffering animals have to suffer some more? Who cares? They're not, they're not going to complain. They don't speak English. They don't write poems. They don't write articles. They don't send op-eds into the New York Times. They have no voice. So do with them what you will in your pursuit of the uh, unholy dollar. Ne- the, that never ends. It, filling that, that empty soul that the, that hole that has no heart and has no concern for anybody but yourself that doesn't that is just a disgusting waste of human dna so the new rules first reported by nbc news known as the new swine inspection system will reduce the number of meat inspectors who evaluate pork products during the, the their processing Meaning murder, when they're slitting their throats or shoving an electric uh, rod up their ass then to murder them so they could be dissected and you can eat their meat. You can eat the, uh, their, the things that they, they used once to stay alive, uh, to move their muscles and run to mommy. 
So when they wanted to suckle as a, a little babe, they didn't understand that they were born into a, into a monster show. And they were the, they were the, the joke was on them. So during the processing, uh, a deregulation that will impact over 90% of the pork that is processed in this country. So it's, you're not getting away from it, whether you eat, if you decide, oh, I only eat uh, this kind of pig or whatever. No, it's 90%. You're going to eat a toenail. Sex organ, feces, and unwanted hair. Yum, yum. Okay, uh, Minnesota, America's food inspectors are warning that unsafe pork is likely making it into consumers under, making it to consumers, sorry, under a change in rules for meat inspection. So the inspectors themselves are sounding the alarm. Of course they are. They see, they see what the hell goes on. They're there to stop the, the madness. They're there to protect you and me. I mean, I don't eat this shit, but some people do. And they don't want to eat toenails. I don't know. Nobody ever says, give me some toenails and a side of pork. That change is now set to roll out nationwide to plants that process, meaning kill, more than 90% of the pork Americans eat. The new rules reduce the number of inspectors required to inspect the meat as it is processed along the line. Currently, as many as seven inspectors regularly evaluate pork products such as bacon, sausage, pork tenderloins, pork chops, pork ribs, for unwanted contaminants to protect Americans from food poisoning. That number will now be reduced to two or three. You're going from seven to two or three. And those inspectors will not, not be required to actually inspect food personally, but will rely on reports from untrained employees and the companies themselves. How does that work out when we self-report? That's always worked out so well for, for you and me when we've asked the companies to, uh, you know, just tell me. Tell me how much how much income you made or how much how many grannies you robbed or yeah right you didn't rob that granny right okay good just just wanna just checking that's always worked out so great if this sounds like a recipe for widespread carelessness in processing the food we consume consider that those untrained employees quote unquote will have a vested interest in. Uh, otherwise known as continued employment, in ignoring any potential contamination of the company's products. Right. So what are they going to do? Um, hey, uh, Joe, you've been here a couple of months. What did, what did you tell? Did you, uh, what did you write on that form when they asked you to email how, how well we're doing here at the plant? Never mind the toenails and the hair. Of course it's going... It's, uh, yeah, don't worry, Chief. A-okay. No harm, no foul. What people don't know won't hurt them. No one ever died from ingesting a toenail. Um, I mean... Have they? Hair? How much hair are we talking? Feces? Sex organs. That's that's what really gets me. Who's... They're going to put... They're going to get their... Uh, 
their their dick i mean like caught in the conveyor belt or something i don't know i guess maybe actually it's probably it's probably the pig's sex organs you know you think you're not eating that part the part that went over the fence last but eh, whatever put put some uh put that whatever the vulva the pig vulva that's delicious it's a new delicacy uh, god help us it's so disgusting after all, who is going to be able to trace a package of poisoned meat sold at a thousand miles away back to a line worker struggling to stay awake for their second shift? Better not rock the boat, keep your head down, and keep your job. The two federal safety inspection service... Wait, wait. Two federal food safety and inspection... Wait, wait, wait. What am I trying to say here? Two federal food safety and inspection service inspectors. See, that's a very hard sentence like a tongue twister two federal food safety inspection service inspectors who filed whistleblower complaints with the with the office of special counsel agreed to speak publicly with nbc describing their alarm the consumers are being duped food safety inspector service inspector jill mauer told nbc news they believe that it is actually getting federally inspected when there's no one there to even watch or do anything about anything it's so hard to just go to work without feeling physically sick watching this happen unfolding in front of you inspector anthony valone said especially since you took an oath to protect the american people it gets worse the trump rule will also eliminate any restrictions on the speed at which the pork is processed. That's the murder line. On top of the chopping line. So they murder. Just line them up. Murder, murder, murder. Quick, 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 quick. Murder faster. Murder, murder. Chop, chop, chop. So there will be very little time for even untrained workers to spot a stray dollop of fecal matter. Right? So when Because when, when a pig sees the murder coming, they might want to... They shit themselves. So... Because everything wants to live. That's the uh, bottom line. Everything, that's your most precious commodity. From the smallest creature to, to, I won't say Trump. He's, he's a, he is the smallest creature. According to, so yes. So uh, it's fecal matter or carcass hair or big chunks of meat glide on the conveyor belts together. According to the inspectors interviewed by NBC, such pathogens typically include feces, sex organs, toenails, bladders, and unwanted hair. Yum, yum. The North American Meat Institute, the Trade Association for Corporate Poultry and Meat Packers, supports the rule wholeheartedly and has... Oh, supports the rule change wholeheartedly and has pushed back against, uh, pushed back against NBC's reporting... See, of course, they want to chop, 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 fast, fast, fast. They need that money, money, money. They want you to eat that shit. Eat that toenail. Eat that that scrotum. Who cares? You you, you uh, wanted it. You, you thought you were getting some uh, fine cuts of meat? What's, a, what's some feces? It, it all falls out in the sauce, right? Whatever. Just cover it up with some ketchup like Trump. 
It's saying that the NBC report contained many falsehoods and characterizations. It must be fake news. Obviously. In fact, don't, don't, don't listen to those inspectors. They're just the deep state talking to you. It's the deep state is out to get the pork industry that is making murdering pigs great again. And making yum yum great again. They want you to eat up, eat up, eat all that shit. Eat those toenails. Hi, Tara Jr. Jr. He doesn't care if he eats toenails. I mean, he's a cat. But his, that's the other thing. His stomach, they, because cats are obligate carnivores, they are, they are, they need meat. They eat that shit. But they are, they have a, their digestive tract is meant, is meant to process heavy sinew, all, all this shit that we can't eat, that we're not supposed to. We don't have the mechanisms to process that shit. It, it makes us sick. But they don't care. As long as you paid, if you paid your money, what do they care? Shove it in your mouth. Shut up. Stop getting in the way of progress. I mean, money. Same thing, right? That's the only thing that America cares about now. Not that we have a healthy population that has a food supply that we can be proud of. Our food supply here in the in the great USA has feces, sex organs, toenails, and unwanted one ha unwanted hair. So let's see. When NBC tried to contact five individual companies for comment on the rule change, it was referred by four of them to the Pork Producers Council which then pointed to NAMI for comment, the North American Meat Institute. One company, Smithfield, had its executive vice president for corporate affairs and compliance go on record. She stressed that as a mother, she took great pride in serving her company's products to her family. But she takes out the toenails first. That's how much she loves her little Johnny and, Be and Betty. It's like Obama going to Flint and drinking, sipping water. See, I even eat it and drink it. The meat processing lobby points out that 15% of the pork already being produced for sale in the country has already been processed for over 15 years under the same rules. Now being put into place through five pork producing companies, pilot participation in the whatever hack. HACCP-based meat models projection, or HIMP, as known in the industry, there has been no serious increase in food poisoning. Oh, give it time. But all five of the inspectors interviewed by NBC, including the two whistleblowers, worked at the same plants, and four at those same plants that these executives are saying are so wonderful. And four additional inspectors working at those plants have, according to NBC, expressed similar concerns on sworn, in sworn affidavits. You know, deep state stuff. Moreover, according to the CDC, it is difficult to gauge foodborne illnesses over time, and many such illnesses are attributed to stomach flu or some other cause, which, according to the organizations represented in NBC's report, makes it extremely difficult to establish correlations with a certain product. But the inspectors say, I can't, say, I can't stand silent and watch this go on across the nation 
with the potential of the American public getting contaminated food, adulterated food, and not what they think they're going to get. Maurer said, this is the inspector, I care that my friends, my family, my loved ones are going to eat this product. These new deregulated practices will impact 92% of pork produced in the country, as all major pork producers are expected to quickly adopt them. Because greed. That's all that matters. If we don't regulate, this is what happens. We will get screwed all the time. The American people lose. Earth loses. If you can't regulate a company, of course they pollute, they steal, they cut corners. That's human nature. It's greed, especially when they want nothing but money at the bottom line. That's the only value left in America. It's the only consideration. Greed. According to the report, the Trump administration is now planning to target the nation's beef supply with the same deregulation. So there you go. I guess I appreciate it because maybe it'll stop people from eating meat in a way, but I don't appreciate it because I don't want people I love, as everyone, I know a lot of people eat meat, whatever, getting sick eating this shit. And I also am heartbroken for the animals that have to suffer in this disgusting, greed-centered American carnage. That's the American carnage I've heard so much about. Thank you, Robin M. I'm looking on the chat, the super chat. I'm sorry, I've neglected the chat tonight. I haven't seen a lot of your chats tonight. I apologize. I'm I'm looking now, I see... Sin City, Hi-Fi Guy. Ellie's 214. Stephen Lee, of course. Robin. I don't want to miss anyone. All our Jim, of course. All our regulars. Richard. Terry Taylor, Mark C. Robin, Jim. Daniel, thank you. Chuck. All right. I I feel I don't want to miss anybody. If I missed you, Stan, thank you for hanging out. Okay, we still have some. We have like 15 minutes, so the show's not over. I can't believe I didn't take a break. So I wanted to I want to just thank everyone. Thank you for sticking around and hanging out and and being part of the show it's early days so we're growing and if you can please share it with your friends be subscribe on the youtube channel that helps and share whatever if you say hey listen to this show have you have you heard tarabuster and I encourage you all to become patrons. In the interest of time, I will not read the patrons tonight, but we will read them. I usually thank everyone on the Patreon. And if you want one of the Keep Calm and Join the Resistance window clings, or one or two or three or whatever, please send me an email. I contact at Republican Dirty Tricks if you're if you're a patron. 
especially or if you are you are donate if you've donated or whatever if because i um i don't want to miss out i don't want to miss out and if i have missed sending one just contact me and i will rectify because it's just me really doing these things so it's easily can fall by the wayside i could miss something and I don't want to insult anybody or let it... I want you to know I appreciate everybody. So, but don't just reach out, okay? The All right, another thing, one more thing before we go, before we wrap up the show. <laughs> um, Republicans hate America. We know that. And I have proof. They want. They don't like democracy. This is the underlying theme of every show, and it should be the under, underlying theme of every liberal talk show in general. Until the word finally reaches everyone and they they get it for good and know that the Republicans really are the enemies that the founders warned us about. They're the enemies from within. These are the domestic enemies that we, uh, when I served my time in the, in the New York National Guard, I took an oath, like those meat inspectors, they took an oath. A lot of people take oaths when you serve in, the, in whatever form, many different oaths when you're serving the we the people, you, to, to protect and defend the Constitution. And Republicans, they just don't like democracy. So that in the when you take these oaths, you're protecting the, and defending the the Constitution from the enemies, foreign and domestic. So the founders knew, even in their time and throughout history, there were traitors in it working from the inside. Of course, of course, there are. And there's, I mean, there's levels, of course, to being a traitor. But we have literal traitors who conspire with anti-democratic foreign dictators and take money from Russian oligarchs. This is what's going on. Who are undermining the, the systems of democracy, the, the foundations, the, the pillars of democracy. They're undermining the, uh, by calling the press, the enemy, enemy of the people. That, is, that undermines the system of government that we have been entrusted to fix, honestly. Now we got to fix that goddamn shit. Fix him. It's not even fixed. We, we, we're in trouble. This country is an oligarchy. We need to rest it, rest it from the hands of the oligarchs and put it back in the arms of the people so it functions for the people. It's possible. There are other countries around the earth that that purposefully um, cultivate an egalitarian society. They 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 mandate a certain amount of women in in their government offices and things like that. So this is what you got to do to overcome humans their their tendency to be douchebags. But Republicans, I mean, being a douchebag is their birthright. That's what they think. They need 
uh, they, they to be as douchey as they want to be. That is being a Republican. Never having to apologize, you see. They don't apologize. They want us to apologize. They're always crying. They're they, like that judge who who just was confirmed, Van Dyke. We talked about him the other day. You know, crying in a job interview, banging the table, things like that. But here's... um. We have right now, there's a guy who is in, he's a Republican, is a six term Washington state rep, Matt Shea, is accused of participating in an act of domestic terrorism against the United States. This is a report that came out Thursday. Investigate, it's amazing. A report investigate, remember how um, Obama was palling around with terrorists? That's what Republicans do. They don't they don't just pal around with them. They elect them to represent them in uh, in government. They want them they send them to 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 the halls of power. Palling around? Independent investigators commissioned by the Washington State House of Representatives found that Shea, as a leader of the patriot movement, meaning the, um, the America-hating movement, they call themselves patriots. They hate America. They're not patriots. These are people that, that we're talking about the assholes, the Clive and Bundy crowd, that like to graze their cattle on public land and then point their, their rifles at the heads of federal agents. You know, traitors. People who want all the benefits of society, but none of the responsibilities. They don't want to, the rules don't apply to them. You see, they want it all. They're a little fiefdom. They, but they don't want to pay the price of admission into a civilized society. You see, they, want, they don't want to pay their taxes. They want to take over public lands from we the people. They want to use it for, uh, for themselves. Trample over it, ruin it, destroy it, but not pay for to for anything you know but they want it if when they turn on their tap they want their water to be free of parasites and they like it you see what i'm saying all of the the benefits of government but none of the responsibilities to we the people they're a they're the they're like infants like little babies that's what babies are. They're, they're, they're the center of the universe. Most babies grow, they grow up and they realize, oh shit, I'm not the center of the universe. Not Republicans. The center of the universe is a crowded place filled with right wingers, whining old white wi wingers. So, where is he? As the leader of the Patriot Movement planned... So Shea, as a leader of the Patriot Movement, planned, engaged in, and promoted a total of three armed conflicts of political violence against the United States government between 2014 and 2016. The report concluded that Shea was involved in training young people to fight a holy war, quote-unquote. He created a pamphlet called Bibl The Biblical Basis for War, Against uh, us, against we the people, and advocated replacing the government with a theocracy. As I always say, case closed, Republicans hate this country. That's what they want. And the killing of all males who do not agree. 
Where the fuck do we live? These people have power? What? Oh, yes, but we want to... We're shoving it down their throats because we want someone to be treated with dignity. If they want if they want to get uh married, they should be able to form a legal marriage contract. And uh if they're they want to use a bathroom, they should use the fucking bathroom they want to use. Oh, but whoa, it's tyranny. That these assholes want a theocracy and the killing of all males who do not agree because women, what will happen to the women? The women it'll be like handmaid's tale. The males they're they're, they're these guys are living in the 16th century, though not the, even the 16th. I wish it was the 16th. That's that's practically modern. That's practically the future for them. The 16th century is like that's back to the future to them. I'm talking about that. We're like the 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 fucking 8th century. All males in their minds. It's the, you got to get rid of the males. The women, they just need to be put in there in burkers or something. Handmaids. Chat messages showed Shay, a lawyer who was first elected in 2008, condoned intimidation of of opponents and political activists, intimidating his opponents, political activists, government officials, and Muslims, of course. He also offered to conduct background checks on political opponents. So using the, the, the mechanisms of government to, like Trump does, and all Republicans do, to abuse, you, abusing his power. But, that, but you can't abuse your power if you're a Republican, you see, in the minds of Republicans. Republicans don't abuse power. They're just, they're picked upon. We're just picking on them when we put them in their place. Where is it? Where am I? I lost my place. Okay. Following the release of the report, Shea was suspended from the House Republican Caucus, a serious form of discipline. He was also stripped of his position as the ranking member of the House Environment and Energy Committee and will be removed from two committees. He should resign, said the House State Minority Leader, what is his name, J.T. Wilcox. He cannot use House Republican staff. He cannot meet with a caucus. His office will be moved, Wilcox added. But late Thursday evening, Shea said he will not resign. Like we are seeing with our president, this is a sham investigation meant to silence those of us who stand up against attempts to disarm and destroy our great country, meaning himself. He wants to destroy and disarm, not only disarm people, but he wants to murder them, disarm them permanently, by disarm them of their life. Shea said in a Facebook post, I will not back down. I will not give in. I will not resign. Because he's, he's, he's sick. This is, that's Republicanism in a nutshell. It's a mental disorder. You know how they always say, oh, liberalism is a mental disorder because we care. We want a, not, we don't want to leave people behind. We care about whether someone is going to bed hungry and cold when people are rationing their diabetes medicine. Oh, that's a lib- it's a mental disorder to give a shit about other human beings. No, actually, it's exactly the way we were created. 
That's it's Mother Nature made us us that way, so we can thrive as a species. What with Republicans? They they that's why they're tiny little murderers, destroyers. Like we are seeing with our president. Yeah, it's all just a an attack. I will not back in. I will not give in. Stand strong, fellow patriots. Are you serious? Fellow patriots. I will continue to defend the Constitution against tyranny and fight to protect our God-given unalienable rights to liberty, life, property, and the ability to defend the same. No, you won't, because you're a traitor and a coward. Who's a, who is unfit? Who's not even? He's not American. You get the. You should be living in, uh, you know, Pakistan or something. Where? Where? Well, Saudi Arabia. I don't know. Some theocracy, with a little bit more Jesus. That's what they want. They want the like a Saudi Arabia type theocracy where we have a royal Twitler family that rules and a small group of men who are rich and everybody else, the women are nothing. They're, they're in their place. The men are, are scared and, and abused. What they call, you know, freedom. That's what Republicans call freedom. They want a king. Speaking of, I only have two minutes or one minute now. Like I was saying, Lou Dobbs. Here's, let's just end with Lou Dobbs. Why not? Pelosi exclaiming today, President Trump will be, as she put it, impeached forever if she just simply hangs on to those articles, further appeasing the rabid radical members <laughs> of her Democratic caucus. Lisa said Democratic. The Senate to fully then exonerate President Trump. That's quite a construction. And maybe construction. But we know history is written by the winner. Winning mentality. And that means President Trump and the Republican Party he leads will be the ones who he decide. leads. And they it love will it. be exoneration and it will be century after century of veneration for this president. Oh, you believe that? You talk about delusion. That's who they are. They want a king and they're off their fucking rockers. They hate this country. They hate democracy. And I have another clip to prove it. That's Lou Dobbs. The title of the graphic said uh, winning mentality. It should have been whining, really. Whining mentality. Not winning. That's whining, honey. Not winning. But here's, um, this sums it up. This is a, 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 a Republican on, C on Fox News. Should Wait. have had more definition. Well, bribery was a... High crimes and misdemeanors should have had more... This is what he's saying. You should have spelled it out. No, they left high crimes and misdemeanors purposefully broad. So we wouldn't have a filthy fascist king. The point is, they want a king. And listen to this guy. Uh, uh, abuse of power. How, how does a president abuse his power? He has the ultimate power. How does a president abuse his power? He has the ultimate power. This is a, a Republican. Ed Rollins, Fox News contributor. How does a Republican... I mean, how does a president... Well, a Republican, really. That's a slip of the tongue, but that's true. How does a Republican abuse his power? He has ultimate power. They want a king. They hate democracy, and this is what we're up against. What's the purity test? We need to wrest this country from these filthy, disgusting oligarchs, the economic royalists. All right, I look at the time now. Oh, boy. And I do have to stick to two hours. 
on the Saturday show. So, guys, thank you for hanging out. And please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I will try to do another show during the week. I'm sorry the camera's blurry. I don't know why. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, this is the holiday week. I might do a show on Christmas Eve. I don't know. We'll see what happens. My birthday is December 27th, everyone. Yes, I'm a Capricorn. Maybe I'll do a show that day. I don't know what's happening. Become a patron for my birthday. That would be a great birthday present. Another good birthday present is to tell two friends about Tara Buster and share it and help us grow. Help this fucking show become a show, a real show that we can all be proud of. We can do it. I know that. Remember what I always say. We stick together. We win. As you know, we are the real patriots. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you soon.